everyone, welcome to the Unleashing Brilliance podcast. I'm your host, Janine Garner, and I've pulled together some of the greatest minds from around the globe to help inspire you to release your own brilliance into the world. Whether we are talking to entrepreneurs, business owners, or just some all-round awesome people, I can guarantee these conversations will help you start thinking about how you can create more impact in the work that you do. A mix of incredible interviews and my own personal musings, join me from wherever you are to begin the journey to unleashing your own brilliance into the world. Actually, your imposter syndrome is serving no one. It's not serving yourself and it's not serving your clients. And I want to share with you some tips and tools that I use for myself when I hit that feeling of imposter syndrome. Because as we know, imposter syndrome fuels your self-doubt, your negativity, your lack of energy, and your inability to be productive. So that's what we're talking about today, imposter syndrome. As always, if you are watching this on YouTube, I would love you to subscribe. You'll see a little bell there, so make sure you click that so that you get a notification of when we go live. And And if you're interested in connecting with an awesome group of business owners, jump on over to my private Facebook page, or sorry, my Facebook group called the Be Brilliant Networking Lounge. It's a community of entrepreneurs, of executives that are wanting to actually scale their impact, uh, their performance and their profit. And in that group, share lots and lots of tips, tools, ideas, and all of that stuff. So lots and lots of juice and deliciousness in there. So let's get started with today. Today, what I want to talk about is your imposter syndrome. I want to talk about how imposter syndrome actually serves no one. It's not serving your clients, it's not serving yourself, and it's actually not serving the impact that you could have in your business, in your community, on those people that you want to want to work with. And yet, oh my gosh, doesn't imposter syndrome get in our way? I don't know about you, but here in Sydney right now, we're in lockdown. And there are loads, the conversations that I'm having with friends, colleagues, fellow business owners, is one of significant amount of frustration, is one of a little bit of anxiety, and is one of questioning what to do next. And I know around the world, many of us have had and experienced these feelings. But the thing that has been coming out more and more recently is this, hey, Penny, over on Instagram, wonderful to see you. The thing that has been coming out so much over these last few weeks is this feeling of imposter syndrome. People saying to me, I just don't feel good enough. I'm struggling with my self-belief. I'm not sure my clients want my work. And here's the thing, right? That imposter syndrome serves nobody. It doesn't serve yourself and it doesn't serve your clients because all imposter syndrome does is it fuels the lack of self-belief. It fuels the lack of resilience. It fuels your lack of energy, and it actually fuels a lack of productivity. We know this, right? We know imposter syndrome doesn't help us. We know imposter syndrome keeps us stuck. So I want to talk today about some ideas and thoughts and strategies of how to get rid of that imposter syndrome so that you can actually start moving ahead. Now, none of us are immune to this. None of us are immune to this feeling of we're going to get found out we're going to be judged. 
I don't feel like I quite fit in here. None of us are immune to it. I remember recently a very good speaker friend of mine, Kieran, was sharing with me how she delivered a keynote with another awesome speaker friend of ours, Jason. And at the end of the session, they all got a whole heap of feedback. And Kieran was sharing with me, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. But how this one piece of feedback, this one piece of negative feedback was the thing that she focused on, the very thing that led to sleepless nights, questioning about content, questioning about delivery. Why do we do that? Why do we focus on the one piece of negativity? It could be that you lose a client and you focus on that. It could be that someone posts something negative on social media against one of your quotes or one of your posts and you focus on that. It could be that someone does give you a piece of negative feedback and we focus on that versus focusing on all of the other awesome stuff that you've done. I felt it recently. You know, here's the thing. When we put ourselves out there, we're opening ourselves up to the haters, to the people that disagree, to the feedback. And what we've actually got to do is manage that. And we've got to remember that that stuff that fuels the feelings of imposter syndrome isn't going to move us forward at all. In fact, all it does is it stops you from doing the very thing you should be doing. It stops you from posting. It stops you from reaching out. It stops you from making a phone call. It stops you from creating content. It stops you from doing the work that you want to do. It stops you from going forward that with that business idea, from launching something new, from doing something different. Imposter syndrome serves nobody. And like many of you, I have felt it often. Over these last years of having a corporate career and then 10 years of building my own business, writing books, speaking, now using this social space to share my messages, let me tell you that imposter syndrome is very real. Let me tell you the amount of times that I've had to take that big deep breath to go, come on, just do it, just do it, just do it. Janine, your intention is real, just do it, is very, very real. So what I want to do today is share with you a couple of ideas and thoughts as to how you could work to overcome your imposter syndrome because as I said it serves nobody at all and there might be a few props today as well so I'll try and make sure I'm getting it across the, all of the the screens that are out there so here's the first thing that I do when I'm feeling like an imposter when I am worrying about what people are going to say when I'm worrying about whether my work is good enough the first thing I try and do is actually avoid the generalization, avoid focusing on what I think I'm not good at or focusing on that negativity and instead mass the evidence that speaks differently to me. Now, there's a couple of ways I do this. The first thing I've got, and here comes prop number one, um, a very good friend of mine and former client, the amazing Jo Muirhead, make sure you check her out on social media. She created this book called Welcome to your very own book of evidence. In owning this book, you have started a journey to seeing the great, wonderful, and helpful things you've actually done. And essentially, this book of evidence that Joe Muir had created allows you to, in it, put all the awesome feedback that you get the positive stuff that people say about your work, the results that you are achieving in your work, those moments when people say thank you about your work. So the first thing I do is I mask the evidence both in my book of evidence 
But I've also, here comes prop number two. I've also got my box, my gratitude box. It's overflowing right now. But essentially, I print off the emails, the messages, the good stuff, the thank you cards. I print stuff off and I stick it in my box of evidence. So when I'm feeling a little bit rubbish and like I am not, like the imposter syndrome is taking over, the first thing I do is I actually look to the evidence. So I've created a box for myself into which all of the awesome stuff goes so that when I'm feeling shitty or when I'm listening to that itty bitty shitty community out there, instead of listening to it and focusing on generalizing everything I do around that one piece of negative feedback, I go to my book of evidence or I go to my box of evidence and I spend time reading the evidence of the awesome work that I have done, the way that I've served my clients and the results that I have got. So that's tip number two, number one that you could do. The second thing I do is I play with the what ifs versus focusing on the negative. So I don't know if you're like me, but if I'm not careful, despite all that awesome stuff, all that awesome feedback, I focus on the one piece of negative and it becomes like this earwig in my head that just eats away at positivity, eats away at self-belief and almost has this very special knack of fueling the negativity, of fueling those voices in my head telling me I'm not good enough. So to avoid that, what I do is I try and work really hard to instead of listening to that stuff, I turn it into what ifs. What if I launched this and it got more clients? What if I jumped on a plane and I did that speaking gig? What if I made that phone call? What if I changed my product offering too? What if I did that post on social media? What if I went live today and started talking about imposter syndrome? And an example of this was back in January 2020, my speaker agent, Saxton, created an opportunity for me to actually go out and speak in San Francisco. It was an opportunity to speak on huge stage in front of huge audiences at an event with Simon Sinek and Condoleezza Rice. And let me tell you, my fear was real, like the nerves that kicked in of going, really? Really? Can I do this? Will people be interested in what I've got to say? What right do I have as little old me to go and stand on that stage? And instead of listening to that voice, I turned it into what if? What if I jumped on that plane? What if I said yes? What if I got on stage? What if I delivered my keynote? What if people approached me? What if I got more clients? What if this was a fundamental part of launching me over in the US? So are you inspired to step up to take massive action in your own business? Maybe you're feeling like the world's best kept secret and a little bit invisible right now. Or maybe you're frustrated at your lack of progress and want to win more at work and succeed more in life. Maybe it's about being ready to welcome more sales and more profit finally into your business. If you're interested in finding out more about my work, check me out on all the usual social platform suspects or email me at support at and let's set up a time to chat about how I can help you. So of course I jumped in and I did it and it was awesome. So play the what if game versus the listening to the negativity. So that's tip number two. Now tip number three is I time box the itty bitty shitty party. Let's be real. 
we're all human. You are not Superman or Superwoman or an Avenger or a hero as much as we would like to be. And actually, even superheroes have flaws. Even superheroes have things that they don't do perfectly. But you're not that person. And you're human. And part of being human is that we feel stuff. We notice stuff. We pick things up. And part of being human is that you're going to be affected by the itty-bitty shitty party. The part of being human is you're going to listen and notice and maybe read that negative feedback. I remember when I was working corporately, I was asked to do an article for Marie Claire and the article was all about do women have it all? And at the time I was group marketing director at Oriton Group. I had three young children under seven. And the request was that I kept a diary for seven days. And then that story appeared in Marie Claire. And I did it and I didn't look at any of the online feedback for ages and ages. And then one day I stupidly decided to take a look. And of course, the haters were on there. People talking about or making assumptions about all the home help we had, about all the money we were spending to get support to look after the children, about the fact that, of course, we could do that because of X, Y, and Z. Here's the thing, right? They'd made their own assumptions. Little did they realize that actually we had no family support around whatsoever, that actually it was bloody hard work juggling three young children and two corporate careers. And actually, I was the one that was suffering because I was exhausted and at brink of burnout. So people will say stuff without necessarily understanding where you're coming from. And the problem is if we listen to that stuff, if we listen to the itty shitty bitty party, then it fuels our feelings of imposter syndrome. It fuels our lack of self-belief and it fuels our concern about being judged by others. So the third tip that I have is yes, be human and understand and feel why it's affecting you and maybe get curious about why, but time box the time you're in the itty bitty shitty party. So as an example, when we went into lockdown here in Sydney, the itty bitty shitty party kicked into my world. The feelings of being an imposter syndrome kicked in because of an email that I received, a conversation that I had, and literally it just took over. I decided to time box it in that I went, you know what, today is going to be one of those days. I'm allowed to rant. I'm allowed to have a whinge. I'm allowed to moan. I'm allowed to call my inner circle and let them know how I'm feeling. But I'm time boxing it because tomorrow this isn't going to continue. So make sure you time box that feeling of not being good enough. Staying in it doesn't serve you or anyone else. Getting out of it is really the step forward. So tip number three. So tip number one, I talked about massing the evidence. Tip number two, play with the what ifs. Tip number three, time box the itty bitty shitty party. Tip number four is make a point of reconnecting with the positive inputs in your world. So surround yourself with that Jetson bubble. Reach out to those mates 
those people that get you, that understand the bigger reason you're doing what you're doing, that know you inside out, that support you, that care about you, that see possibility where you see impossibility, that do not judge, that do not fuel excuses, that do not fuel the negativity. And instead, reconnect with those positive inputs into your world. So I'm talking about the fact that imposter syndrome serves no one. It doesn't serve your clients. It doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your ability to create impact in your world. And what we have to do, what I'm sharing right now, are the six things I do to get myself out of imposter syndrome mode, because it's very real. We're human. Number one was massing the evidence. So avoid the generalization and instead mass the evidence against that. So read, go back over the positive feedback, look at everything that people have said about you that's awesome. Read those testimonials, those case studies, those results to help you move forward. Number two was about avoiding the negative talk or focusing on that and instead play with the what ifs. So instead of the negative keeping you stuck and constrained, think about actually, what if I did this? What if I made that phone call? What if I sent out that DM piece? What if I sent that email? What if I launched this business? What if I did? What if I did? What if I did? Play with the dreams, play with the what ifs. Number three was acknowledge you're human. The fact is we have moments where we feel crappy and rubbish and where we're listening to the negativity and it gets into our heads and eats away. But time box that itty bitty shitty party. Don't let it take over. Sit in it for 20 minutes. Sit in it for a day, but set a time when you're coming out of it. So set that time up. Time box the itty bitty shitty party. Number four, as the thing I've just been talking about, which is about reconnecting with the positive impact inputs. So reconnect with the people that get you. This was me yesterday. Yesterday, my WhatsApp got an awesome WhatsApp channel with some awesome female business owners, fellow business owners that get me, that I socialize with. We literally had a rant for a good five minutes back and forth, which then turned into silliness, which then turned into humor, which then turned into, ah, we got this, right? We got it. You're awesome. Let's do this. Number five. So this is where I want you to get out of your heads. So one of the things I do when I'm in that space is I turn it away from myself to actually showing and thinking about others. Because here's the thing, right? If you're feeling that way, then there is no doubt in my mind that there are other people in your world that are feeling that way too. So get out of your own space and start giving to other people. Send an email of gratitude. Ring them up to check in on how they are. Send a gift of thanks. Tell them that they're awesome. Share some positivity about them. Find an article that they've written that you think is brilliant and share it on. As soon as you get out of your own little negative party and feeling of imposter syndrome to actually thinking about other people, to actually lifting up other people, to actually showing other people how awesome you think they are, there's this wonderful transfer of energy happens. You have to feel better. There's something amazing that happens when you're gifting on to other people. We feel better about ourselves accordingly. So that's tip number five. And my final tip, which you may have heard me talking about before, is name the very thing 
that is making you feel like an imposter. I did an awesome podcast with an incredible business owner, Sherilyn Shackle, a couple of years ago now. You can find it on my podcast, Unleashing Brilliance. And I asked her, what is the thing that you're scared of? What is the thing that makes you feel crappy about yourself? And she went, you know what, Janine? It's Mildred. I what? Who's Mildred? Here's the thing. What she has done is she's named those voices in her head, the things that tell her she can't, she shouldn't, she's not good enough, she's going to be shown up, she's going to get found out. She's named it Mildred the Orangutan. I know, crazy, right? But what she's done, and the science backs this up, is she's distanced herself from the voice in her head and created this alter ego, this character that essentially allows her to disassociate herself from all that negative self-talk. So for Sherilyn, it's Mildred and Orangutan. What I've done is my negative self-talk is a little green frog that I call Fred, and he sits on my shoulder. And every time I feel like an imposter syndrome is kicking in, like I'm not good enough, and I'm listening to that negative self-talk, I literally have a little conversation with Fred, and I tell him, you know what, Fred, I get you're looking out for me, but I'm all right. And that ability to disassociate the negativity onto some something else, even if it is imaginary, allows me to reset those feelings of negativity. So what I want you to realize is that your imposter syndrome, you feeling not good enough, you listening to the negativity, you feeling like you're going to get found out is not going to unleash your brilliance. It's not going to allow you to either serve yourself in terms of doing the work that you've been put on this planet to do, to build that business in the way that you want to, or to serve those clients in the way that you want to serve them. You have to sort that out for yourself so that you can actually do your best work. And as I've shared, and I'll quickly go over them, I think there are five key things. And these are what I do for myself. The first thing is I avoid the generalization. I avoid listening to that negative and I mass the evidence. I go to the evidence. I read the good stuff. I move away and I avoid the negativity in my world. And instead, I play with the what ifs. What if I change this? What if I did that? What could possibly happen if I jumped on that plane, made that phone call, launched that product? The second, the third thing I do is I acknowledge that I'm human and I acknowledge that some days are shitty. Some days you don't feel like getting out of bed. Some days you start questioning whether you're doing the right thing. It's part and parcel of putting your thought leadership out there, of putting a business out there, of leading people, of leading others, of inspiring others. It's very real to feel crappy sometimes. But what I do is I replace or avoid a lengthened time on that and instead I time box the itty shitty bitty party. So I time box the time that I'm going to sit in that negativity. The fourth thing I do is I make sure I reconnect. I'm intentional about reconnecting with the positive inputs in my world. Friends, what I'm reading, what I'm putting into my head, I reconnect with the positive stuff versus the negative stuff. No problem, Shanna. Awesome to see you online. Number five, what I do is I actually stop worrying about myself and I start thinking about other people. I start thinking about the people in my world and getting curious about what I can do to help them feel better, acknowledging their work, sending them a gift, sending them an email, liking what they're creating. So getting out of my own way, 
and always being attention out. And the final thing I do for a bit of fun is I name my imposter syndrome. I create a character around it. So for me, it's a little green frog that appears on my shoulder called Fred, that if he were to win, I would not be doing what I'm doing right now. I would not have created businesses, advanced my career, moved countries, done all right, written books. If I'd have listened to Fred, he'd have actually kept me very safe and very small. Fred doesn't want you to do that sort of stuff. So number six is all about naming the very thing that is the imposter syndrome. So I hope this has been helpful wherever you have been watching. If you're still online or you're watching this as a replay, just put replay in the chat and send me any questions. If you're curious about finding out even more information, I'm going to jump online every week and share lots of awesome content. Or you can jump over to my Facebook group over in Facebook called the Be Brilliant Networking Lounge. And as I said, if you're following this on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe there. Curious about your thoughts, would love to know what you do to actually quit that feeling of imposter syndrome to make sure that you are doing the very thing that you've been put on this planet to do, that you're serving your clients and that instead of imposter syndrome stopping you, you're actually moving forward, creating brilliant, brilliant businesses. Take care, everyone, and I look forward to connecting again soon. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Unleashing Brilliance. I hope you have new ideas on how to step into your own brilliance after listening today. For those of you who don't know, my own brilliance is helping businesswomen embrace their brilliance to achieve greater profits, align with their purpose, and create greater impact through their business. I've helped thousands of businesswomen leverage their networks, build rock-solid business plans, and break through the glass ceiling to become seven-figure business owners and beyond. If you're looking to take your business to the next level and have been feeling stuck or are frustrated that it's been taking forever, then shoot me a message today as I'd love to help you. You can email me directly at support at or find me on any of my social media platforms listed in the show notes below. Until next time, have an absolutely fabulous day.